0: I'm Eric Dye. I'm Jeremy Smith. And I'm Coach Schneider. And you're listening to Church Mag Podcast number 77.
1: The tough part about this is the use case isn't out there fully yet. If
0: you're going to use it like your primary device,
2: if this is going to be your
0: laptop that you use at your desk,
2: that's what it needs to be. The stuff like writing, it can be really good because you don't have the distractions that you get with a traditional desktop. I have a buddy who's a financial guy and he uses the Surface Pro all
3: the time. For, for actual work stuff.
0: This week's podcast is brought to you by Media Fusion. Media Fusion can get your church started with live streaming for as little as $9 per month. Learn more, sign up for free by visiting MediaFusionApp.com. That's MediaFusionApp.com. Church Mag staff writer Chris Wilson joins us again this week as we talk about a tablet for everyday computer needs. Aside from heavy editing applications, of course. If you want to join the conversation or ask a question yourself, simply use the hashtag CMAGCAST. Now, let the fun begin. All right, welcome to another episode of the Church Mag Podcast. Again with us today, a special guest, Church Mag staff writer, Christopher Wilson from Krakalak in Poland. (laughs)
2: Hey, it's been such a long time since I last spoke with you guys. Wow. Hey, Chris,
0: Chris, just please, please, we put it out there. You're supposed to then correct my pronunciation of, of where you're at. No, not. From, he's not like, Poland. He's letting you joke on that. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. All right. Well, you know, uh, hey, a, 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 quick, a quick comment, a little bit of listener feedback. Mark from Reno, Nevada. Said, "Congrats, guys! Keep it up. Enjoy the podcast, and appreciate you guys."
3: Hey, Mark, do me a favor. Put it all on black, buddy. Let me know how it turns out for you. Was that a iTunes review No, he's on. He's on Reno. He's in Reno. It's a gambling joke. We wouldn't understand those jokes, Phil,
0: because we don't gamble. Joke of the sin. And <laughs> Let me tell you,
1: we're good Christians
0: because you love Jesus, right? You know what, Phil? We we didn't scroll like you. Okay, we liked. Because we love Jesus. (laughs) On today's podcast, we're going to be talking a little bit about productivity because we do have Christopher Wilson and uh, Chris's, uh, one of his niches as a church mag staff writer is productivity and it kind of blew up a little bit, not really blew up, there's kind of a little muffled thump in the back channel talking about the new surface something or other the surface 17 three five four i don't know so the new surface uh it came after the uh release of the ipad pro which was a new device um both of them have a style a stylus or styly depending on how you'd like to say that and it's interesting to see you have you have microsoft's Kind of coming from the desktop, trying to get into the tablets, and then you have um, you have Apple that have the tablets that are trying to come into the desktop area a little bit. And when I say desktop, I mean laptop essentially. And so it's interesting to see as we're seeing kind of a, an evolution of the tablet; it's becoming more powerful and a little bit more of a you know portable desktop. And so you know the question is: Can a pastor? Can uh, a creative? Can anybody use one of these you know uh, uber powerful tablet? for everyday work. What do you think, guys?
2: Yes. The end. <laughs> <laughs> I'll,
3: I'll, I'll let, the, I'll let the, the expert weigh in
2: first.
0: Yeah, Chris, you get to go first. That way we can Whoa. tear you to shreds.
2: Uh, well, I, I think there are like some really strong advantages of tablets for doing certain tasks, like uh, the portability. If you can hold it in your hands while you're moving around... That makes it great for uh, for certain jobs, like people who have to go out on the road, door-to-door salesmen and stuff like that. Uh, but I think also from like a teaching perspective, because my day job is an English teacher, I really like having a tablet where I can uh, uh, make... Uh, like I could have a slideshow based on it and then put that up onto... I can airplay it onto our whiteboards uh, so that we can use it there. Or especially as it's English for foreign students, like uh, show like drawing build diagrams and stuff like that on the tablet to help explain perhaps a grammatical tense. And then you can project that onto the whiteboard and show everyone. So you can work with someone individually and you can take it around with you wherever you are, but then project it onto a board. Um, so I think there are some real advantages in certain areas. But also for stuff like writing it can be really good because you don't have the distractions that you get with a traditional desktop. And, um, you know, the whole touch interface, I think has some, has such great potential for design work. Uh, I know that like the surfaces, that's where Microsoft's putting a lot of attention to doing like full blown Photoshop illustrator and stuff like that. So I think um, there's a real argument for, uh, tablets for real work right
0: right and i know like like my pastor he preaches um from an ipad and and uh you know so there's 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 good application for that as well i mean you know a lot of pastors might have preach from an ipad but then they also have their you know laptop or essentially their desktop and they kind of have to bounce from one to another and if they could just consolidate it into one device i think that that would be you know a really popular thing and when i think about how people like to use tablets for general reading and a lot of time you spend you know surfing the web or facebook or whatever it's a situation where a touch device like a tablet is very practical you know it's easy to scroll it's easy to read it's easy to click but i don't know about you guys but sometimes you get to the point where you you know you don't want you want to copy and tweet some text or you want to copy and paste it or if you're doing research or something like that there comes a point where it would be nice if it was really easy to just kind of you know, kind of up the power a little bit where you're doing, you know, everything in one place. Yeah,
3: I agree. I, um, I preach from an iPad. I, I actually used to have uh, the Kindle with keyboard. I, I tried preaching one from that a few times. And it was tough because it's, it's hard to see the screen. <laughs> it was really tough. But I think that, um, the iPad's got it or a tablet rather. A, a tablet is a serious, um, component of the modern office. I have a buddy who's a financial guy and he, he uses a Surface Pro all the time for for actual work stuff He'll log in remotely to his desktop. He'll do whatever he wants to do. And, I mean, I don't like Microsoft, but I got to say, if you're into Microsoft, they if, if you like that ecosystem, that tablet is a, is a very powerful tool to help you navigate that ecosystem.
0: Right. And I think that I think fundamentally that's what we're talking about. We're talking about the, the idea of a tablet for that real-life work, no matter what your ecosystem is. Because, I mean, there's the Android, there's the Microsoft, there's the Apple. But fundamentally, they're all pretty much the same. I mean, when
2: it comes mm. down to it. I don't know be, because, like,
0: fundamentally, I mean, they're all getting they're all, they're, they're all sort of that way. seem
2: to be converging on the same area, but like, there are some significant differences. Like uh, with the Microsoft ones, they're just a bit chunkier still, and but they're much more powerful. So, like, they're great if you're sat down somewhere, but I don't think they're as good if you're standing up. Um, I think they've got a lot better in that way, though.
0: Right. Well, the, the next the next round of devices that that they just launched are a lot lighter. So you have you have the services, which are that they're doing better with getting them smaller, and then you have Apple on the other side, which is then making some bigger because I mean, just like you said, it's more powerful. And so I think eventually they all converge and they end up in the same place.
2: But I mean, the other big the other big difference is the operating system, though, of course, because like you've got iOS on the iPads, uh, which Changed a lot with the latest version. It added in some features like the ability to finally download files from the internet and uh the multiple windows at the same time. But before that it was really simplistic.
0: That's what I was saying. That's why I was saying the Apple was coming from the mobile and they were working their way towards the desktop, right? Because before it was very limited and now they're they had the, the addition of Windows and these kind of things and downloading the files again becoming more desktop like. And then you have the Microsoft a little bit too bulky very much a desktop trying to move thinner uh, trying to make a little bit more you know touch friendly these kind of things so they're they're working a little bit more towards the mobile so they're kind of coming from both ends i don't know where google's at hey jeremy where's google at with all of this with android they're
1: not catching up at least at this point they have tablets but they don't have that hybrid model at least not effectively that power tablet yeah
0: no, weren't you talking about one, Chris? Uh, the what is it called? The um, the Google C or P- Pixel C?
2: I'm not yes. sure. Like it seems a bit mysterious. It could just be a high end Android tablet, but it looks like it. Like the name. And if you like the press release said they would get updates every six weeks and that's the same cycle as the Chromebooks. So it does. It could be that it's some sort of hybrid Android Chrome device. But even then, like they at the moment, I think Android lacks a bit more with some of the uh, editing software. Like Adobe's put some good ones out for the iPad. They're still not professional level really you can't do everything that you can on windows with a full version of Lightroom but they're better than the one from my experience some of the editing apps are are better than the ones I've seen on Android and in case anyone wants to complain I have an Android device as well as an iOS device so I could be missing things uh, but like I'm definitely not being biased by fanboyism there.
1: Well, uh, and I think that it's priced as the same as all of the other situations, but even then, it's Google is just experimenting, and so I have a tough time recommending that if they're just experimenting in that process. Whereas with others, they're trying to go all in, especially Microsoft. Microsoft is really trying to kill it.
0: I don't feel like the Chromebook thing was ever fully invested. To me, like the Chromebook phase is it came and it's gone. Like I, I feel like well let me ask you guys do you think this is just another chromebook is this another netbook kind of thing with these powerful tablets i think not i think this is the next the next thing personally
3: i think this is the next thing before we get to star trek computers or the minority the
2: report So interface. we're not ever
0: getting those we went over this we are not getting, Dude, we're not getting we're not getting them hey stop it
2: no mm. i have the faith i i think like you've got these two very different visions from google and apple and i'm uh, kind of I don't know about Microsoft where like the Google one is like the device is dumb, but the cloud is smart. So you've got uh, Google drive documents, all the power's done offline. And like, they're really hoping that uh, like there's that version of Lightroom, I think it was, or Photoshop for the Chromebook where, uh, which schools can get, which runs in the cloud. So you're, you can use like a dumb low end Chromebook and run, Uh, Photoshop, but you're doing everything in the cloud. So that's like one vision of the future where it kind of doesn't matter what display or what device you're using. It's just, it could be low powered because the cloud would do everything. Mm -hmm. Then the Apple one is like the high powered device where the cloud just stores your data. So you've got like your files up online, but you've got a powerful phone or a powerful. Uh, desktop, a powerful tablet, or whatever like that. So I think they there are kind of like different visions for the future, and who knows which one will will win out in the end. Yeah, and,
0: and I think Microsoft's is um, quickly evolving because over the past five years it's changed a lot, and with them just now, I mean they're just now starting to mess with coming out with their own hardware, which is a first. So, it'll be curious to kind of see where they go. I would disagree slightly with what you said, Chris. I think that Apple isn't about the powerful hardware, because their hardware really isn't powerful. It's elegant, but it is not powerful. I can say unequivocally, Apple does not have powerful hardware they have very niched hardware that, that 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 is interwoven beautifully with their operating system that's what apple is it is a it is an it is an orchestrated symphony of hardware and software together
3: I but i would argue that their their hardware uses their software uses the hardware more efficiently than 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 some uh, and that's right,
0: because it's married to each other. Exactly.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's and that, that's what that's what Apple's always like going for it. Um, I think the my problem with the um, the Chromebook the, the philosophy of like a dumb hardware with cloud software is like my school, we don't have the bandwidth for that.
0: Right. We right. have to have
3: local installs. It's because it's, we we use Google Docs for stuff or I use this um this uh, education uh, uh, website called Schoology, and it goes down all the time because our, our Wi-Fi is just so slammed with traffic. And God bless these kids today. They have never heard of downloading music. They just stream off YouTube. They make YouTube playlists and just stream music all day.
0: Maybe that's why we've seen uh, Google invest so much in, in uh, the infrastructure with, with uh, the Google Fiber. Fiber. Yeah, maybe that's why because th- that's their that's their angle they're all like exactly what chris said they
2: they lean on the cloud to be smart yeah i think like to clarify what i said i meant more like the power's done on the device rather than like necessarily the device is high powered or something like uh so your processing's local rather than up in the cloud one thing to add to that is not necessarily
1: the text sheet um, as far as the gadgets themselves, which should be at least thought about, is that Microsoft has about a three billion dollar business with this, so they're not going to let this go. Whereas Google has about a hundred million dollars into this, and Windows or Apple has their very successful phone, fairly successful uh, approach to tablets, and they don't want to get rid of that cash cow. And so they might be willing to slowly step into it, but just like they were slowly willing to step into the laptops, it might take a while for them to get to that point and not to kill what is already making them money right now. So at least for the next five years, nothing's holding Windows back or the Microsoft process. Whereas for Apple and for Android, they're just not competing, at least in that short-term market.
0: Right. I, I think the bottom line, and wh- how we kind of started things off here a little bit, is that there are three major players when it comes to portable computing, and I I, I think that all three are situated w- with unique angles enough so that I think that that uh, that if you want to try to start doing all your all your major computer work depending on what your major computer work is, that being able to do it from a tablet or, you know, one of these power tablets where you can have, you know, an extra keyboard if you want or, you know, whatever your whatever you like your setup to be, I think is definitely probably the way of the future. And when I see little kids playing with tablets all the time and how accustomed, I see my kids type on a screen-based typewriter and I'm amazed how fast they are. Like, I can't do that. I need to feel the keys. But there they are, they're like, Typing away like super fast, and so I can't help but wonder: is with as a generation that comes up familiar and used to touch screen um, keys, we, we might even see the the textile keyboard fade away as well and we'll all have these like super high powered tablets i don't know but it seems to me like the answer to our question is yeah i think depending on what you're doing it could definitely be your uh,
2: primary device yeah i've heard i've heard some people say some similar things about that with the the tactile keys versus uh software keys and like the idea that for a lot of adults we're so used to tactile keys that like the idea of giving them up and just going with software Keys uh, on a screen um, is is foreign and not nice. Whereas for kids who've grown up with tablets, who are just used to that interface, the idea of having a hardware keyboard, one which you know you have to have plugged in or something like that, for them that's crazy. And so um, yeah, like when I've heard of schools which have debated like, should we give our students tablets versus should we use Chromebooks or something like that, and or netbooks. Yeah. And like Chromebooks, the argument is always like, Oh, well you've got a hardware, a hardware keyboard there. Um, but like the argument for like a tablet is that it's so much more versatile because you can, you know, take videos as well or, or photos. It's more maneuverable. You can take it out and about if you're on a school trip. And, uh, and the hardware keyboard is actually like what you have to have attached is a downside. So, mm-hmm.
3: well, they're actually, they're in, in the States, they're finding that tablets were a mistake for a lot of schools because with our, with our blessed new testing policies, like uh, one of my uh, schools in my district, they have, all, they have all tablets for all their kids, mm-hmm. but they have to take a state test and it requires a physical keyboard.
2: And it has to be plugged in because to prove that uh, it's not a someone else isn't typing or something. Yeah,
3: they can use Bluetooth, I think. But then, so like, what's happened is they trained all their kids how to touch on a screen, and now for this test, this massive test, they have to use a keyboard,
2: and the kids are freaking out. Well, I, I know in Britain they have to have, some of them have to have hardware keyboards uh, for some of the tests because, in theory, someone could pair up a different keyboard and type the test for them. Yeah, so well, there's and, a fear of yeah, but
0: I mean, I gotta, I gotta be honest with you guys. If a kid is able to pull that off, like. Shouldn't they deserve to pass?
3: No, no, no. They're, they're worried about the schools doing it because the school's funding oh, is tied to it. Wow.
0: <laughs> Incredible. Yeah, and that kind of stuff happens oh, all the time. It's terrible. Well, you know, testing testing probably needs to be revisited as well. I mean, you know, you know oh, and education, unfortunately, is, is one of the last pieces to move.
1: What's the difference? Because if you're going to be power using this, and we don't have much experience with this process, if you're going to be power using it, don't be power using it as a tablet because you're paying an extra couple hundred dollars to get that keyboard and don't be just power using it as a desktop because you're paying for mobility that you might not actually be using. And so the tough part about this is the use case isn't out there fully yet because people haven't fully adopted the surface aspect. They haven't adopted the other ability. And so I, the whole stewardship thing just keeps jumping back at me of don't buy into it because of the fad buy into it because it's actually going to do something for you. Otherwise it's going to be sitting on your desk right beside the tablet. You're not using so that you can use the desktop or your tablet's going to still be used by your three-year-old, which let's be honest, that's the use case for most of the people, um, for your elderly. Those are the two people, the two populations I see using it the most. And so are you using it as effectively as possible now? Preaching that makes sense, but it's a monitor that you can get for 50 bucks. And so I have a difficult time with the, if you go to the iPad pro, that's $1300. That's a huge tie that someone has just given to you so that you can just let it sit there and I don't like that.
0: Yeah, it's going to I think I think these more powerful tablets like the Surface and the iPad Pro really have to be looked upon as well this this is if you're going to use it like your primary device, if this is going to be your laptop that you use at your desk, then that's what it that's what it needs to be. And yeah. I think that
1: there could be huge buyers remorse with this of I'll get the latest, greatest, coolest thing, and then you get it, and two weeks later, the novelty's worn off, and you're just frustrated, like, no end, because it's just not
2: doing what you thought it would do. Mm
0: -hmm. Or or, or you're having a hard time adapting or changing your
2: workflow because you're used to a particular way. Yeah. I think that's been a problem for, like, a long time with... Especially with iPads, actually, I'd say. I, I can't speak too much about Android tablets there, but, like, they're the sort of device where you can you can do a lot. Uh, For a long time, it was like, yeah, you could write. Uh, Yeah, you could browse the internet and stuff like that. And perhaps writing maybe for some people wasn't as good, but then there were a lot of tasks where it really wasn't as good. Like if you wanted to try and like upload files to the internet or download files from the internet, you could do it, but you had to find these crazy workarounds. And it's got a lot better with iOS 9 uh, but even still, like, there was there are still things where you really can't do it, especially if you're like a programmer or something. Mm-hmm. And so for a lot of people, it was a case where, yeah, you could do most things you could do with a computer, but you couldn't do everything. And probably in some cases, you still can't do everything with like the Apple iPad. Sure, the Surface, probably you can. But uh, so then it makes, it's a device where if it, You can use it for 90% of things, but there's still like 10% of things you can't. You just get frustrated. And I think that's what happened with a lot of people over time. I think that's why, you know, you look at tablet sales, they've gone into, like they've leveled off and they haven't boosted up. And really, like there's a lack of really, really good software out there. So I think those are the two big things which are holding uh, Tablets
0: back Well I, I think at first People got their Their iPad Right And they were like oh, this isn't quite What I thought And then Apple released A new one And then everyone's like Oh that one will do it Here I'll give this one To my spouse And then I'll get a new one And then they did that And like Well this This is not quite exactly It does more than the last But still not quite Oh it's okay Apple has a new one So you go out, You get the new one Your The spouse's iPad Gets passed on to the kid Right it, Like it's a revolving thing And I think everyone In the family Has one now Oh, and now it's like you have really man. developed
3: this whole conspiracy theory here about the uh, the i the iPad uh, you know
1: ecosystem here, man. But it's true. I've seen yeah. it happen many times with families that aren't tech literate. Absolutely, no, that happened in our family. I mean, we my oldest
0: had uh, Kindles, right? And then it wasn't doing. They, they wanted to take photos and kind of get into that, and so they saved their money and they got the iPods, right? Uh, and then they pass theirs down to their um, brother and sister, right?
3: Oh see I thought you were making it sound
0: like oh like no, this no. iPad won't work. No, no. Maybe the next iPad will. Maybe the next iPad will like like Th- that's just the easiest example because they're like sequential okay. iPad one, two, three, except I don't know I don't know the other ones. I only know the iPod versions or iPad versions. I don't know any of the others. It, I mean if I was saying like the Nexus you know, Jelly Bean and the Nexus Lollipop. People would be like me, completely confused. Um, <laughs> no, but I think that that's what's happened. No matter what you're, what, no matter what kind of wireless tablet device you're purchasing, I think there has been kind of a natural kind of cascade with the tech, and some people have finally kind of maxed out. My question
1: to go back to the original question is: Is do we have enough data to say that this will make you more efficient? I don't think so. But is it a cool idea? Sure. So if you're willing to spend $1,000 on a cool idea, then go for it. But when I heard you say all that stuff, Eric, about your family, I thought, how much money is just sitting there because of cool ideas? Right,
0: right. Well, none of it's sitting around. Everyone has one. So we're cool. And it's been a process over several years, but now, now you know we we were talking about. Uh, Chris said on the back channel, "Hey, we should do a review on the new, uh, the, the, the cheap Amazon Kindle." And I was talking to my wife about it, and I was like, "Well, we would we would do that, but we don't need any, we don't want any more devices because we're maxed. So we're like, you know." I'm like, well, I don't know. We're not going to purchase one to review one because our family's maxed out. We don't want any more. And I can't help but wonder if we're not the only only family that's running into. Because it feels stupid to have an extra device. It feels stupid to have an extra phone. You know, great technology just laying there being unused. It does feel kind of foolish.
3: Well, I mean, I thought about getting it because it was a good deal. Right. And I thought my daughter could have it because it's just, I, I've, I've felt a few, uh, I've seen a Kindle Fire in the wild like one time mm-hmm. and it felt like a toy. It was because the plastic was is so
0: cheap. Let me tell you, my kids have dropped it on tile floors so many times, never broken.
3: I'm not saying it's a bad device. It just feels compared to like an iOS device. it is.
0: not Oh, go, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, but you're talking about like, you know, a, a sixth of the price. Oh, no. Yeah,
3: I agree. I agree. I, I, there's reasons. I'm not, I'm not, again, I'm not criticizing it. I'm just saying. As so I thought it might be for my daughter, but then I've already got all these iOS devices or iOS apps I've
1: purchased. I'm not going to go and invest in a new ecosystem. I will say this, and this is totally completely off base with everybody hold on. Well
0: that's perfect timing. Does he does he want one? Maybe maybe you could get one, Jeremy, and review it for your son. Hey buddy
3: you want a Kindle Fire? You want daddy
0: to get your (laughs) fire Just thinking of Uncle Phil wants to buy you a Kindle Fire. Did you hear that? (laughs) Uncle
3: Uncle Phil has got bills to pay. (laughs) But Daddy is a counselor, he makes more than Uncle Phil does.
0: (laughs) I thought you lived in Bel Air, Uncle Phil. (laughs) (laughs) that's our after podcast joke clearly or not
1: um so i think that i think that the one interesting thing about this and this is kind of derailing the process a little bit but um we got a kindle for my son but we got that uh toddler version where it comes with its own case it comes with a two-year we'll replace it no questions asked aspect. And to the point of applications, Phil, is that you got two years of free access to their application store. And so you could download any application and it's a chi- it's, it's child-based. So recognize that. But it, you get all the free apps you want. So you don't have to pay for anything ever in that process. It's, as long as it's in the Amazon version of the Android Store. Yeah,
0: you know, we're, we're, cool. we're talking, of course, we were talking about Google, Apple, and Microsoft, because we were talking about tablets being used as primary devices. So clearly, Amazon isn't going to come up in that conversation. But as far as tablets in general, and those who are in the game, Amazon should 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 be uh, recognized, even though they're even though they're playing the, the bottom end of the game. Uh, they're they're right in there trying to be innovative as well, and all I have to say is all this comp- all this competition is is uh, serving us the consumers very well.
1: Absolutely, yeah, totally.
0: All right, um, real quick before we go. I uh, just wanted to uh, share with you Mike Hamilton uh, using the old CMAG cast hashtag said that he always ends up being the Scotty Dog or the Battleship when he plays Monopoly because we were talking about this a few weeks ago so I don't know, Phil, or not Phil uh, Jeremy, I don't know if you can psych- psychoanalyze that, always being the Scotty Dog and the f- Battleship, I don't know is there anything there?
1: Well, the Scotty Dog would be someone that's just always there to be companion and, and serve you but then the uh, Battleship's just all about death and destruction so it sounds like he's someone you want on his side. Definitely. Sounds like he wants to serve you death. Ouch. <laughs> I was I was going more for the, he'll stand beside you and protect you no matter what, but I guess there's that too. <laughs> Doctor Who fan. No, no matter how you cut it, I'm,
0: I'm glad Mike's on our team. Hey, oh, Chris, when you play Monopoly, if you play Monopoly, what piece do you like uh, to be?
2: That's a really good question. I realize you may ask that as soon as you started talking about that. Okay, them.
0: hold on, hold on, hold on just a second. Saying that that, that was not a really uh, good question. It was my question originally. It's a really question. That was just question. like... Let's, that is... It's, it's, what you again? Say, it's what you're saying when you're trying to, to, to think of something. That's how you lead. Well, that's a very good question. That's just code word for, wait a minute, let me think about that so I can give a good answer. Ah,
2: I see you speak politician. Um, that's Okay, let's try it again. <laughs> that's a bad question. The Empire is strong What's with this one. Eric. Usually, I'm the race car, I think, but I haven't played Monopoly in a while. I... I've played T- Ticket to Ride and Carcassonne a lot more recently. Ticket and Ride Settlers is, of Catan is
3: the game, isn't it, Chris?
2: Ticket to Ride is the game. Now, I you probably put
3: the, the European map?
2: Nope, I've uh, got the the European map is better because of the new rules, but I've yes, got the I American. I've got the 20th limited edition 20th anniversary one. Ooh, look at you. You wish know should do. You can hey, we can we can play on, on our iPhones,
3: our tablets. We should do a, a church mag ticket ride game.
2: Oh, uh, let's do that. Yeah, yes. definitely.
0: What what color do you like to play as when you play Carcassonne? Like not Uh can't
2: remember. I don't know. I whatever the what? color I'm left with.
0: <laughs> oh gotcha. You're one of those people. That's what I do. Like all the kids, they all pick first and whatnot. What? Now, do you, do you you have you gotten into the expansions or you just play vanilla? Just
2: vanilla. I didn't... Uh, yeah, I have seen expansions. I've never played the expansions. We've got so. a
0: buttload of them, but we've never gotten to them.
2: <sighs> One day we will. Settlers. I've played... Uh, what's the crazy version of Settlers? Seafarers? I've played uh-huh. that, like, once. Yeah. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Seafarers, Seafarers is...
0: Re- Seafarers is like kind of an extension of the main but uh, Cities and Knights is where it's I've not
2: at. played Cities and Knights.
0: Basically, Cities and Knights tell me uh, correct me if I'm wrong Jeremy, but Cities and Knights takes Catan and it like makes it double the game practically. It's basically
1: a completely more. different game. Or.
0: Yeah. It's it's hmm Luck is even less of a factor. I mean, it's already pretty much not much of a factor, but it really removes it. Hey, I mean, it's just. Hey guys, what guess, what? guess what? Guess
3: uh, what? I have a I have a Doctor Who themed version of Yahtzee. It's the, it's like the Pandorica. the dice. Are is, you serious? Yeah, but you
0: put but the dice in the in the ship. The dice, the Tardis. Were,
3: the, Dar- the dice are like a, like a weird lime green material, and the box looks like the Pandorica.
0: Put, can you please put a photo of it on Slack? I have to see well, this.
3: Here's here's a problem. I've got it, and then we moved. And I have no idea where it is. Oh. I cannot find it. I'm like I'm like grieving because I've wanted to play this for like a year Phil, now. Buddy of mine got it for me in San Diego Comic Con. This
0: is very important. You need to really Google down and find this. I've been we want to see this. <sighs> Phil, I, future of the we, world. I'm not, I'm not giving
3: up. I'm not giving up.
0: I'm, you, you, I'm still you looking. Better, you me. better find it. That's all I gotta say. I'm gonna have to Google gonna, it too. Hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna
1: okay, find it. Well, all better. right. Here <laughs> oh, comes <laughs> Eric's mob again. Jeez.
3: Man, it's a quick transition, isn't it? Geez, like no downtime at all. It's just all of a sudden, Mm-mm.
0: angry it, Eric. It,
1: I can diagnose that. Sure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that just about wraps it up. We love hearing from you, and the best way to get our attention is to use the ChurchMag Podcast hashtag #CMagCast. Tell us where you're listening from, your biggest social media pet peeve, or whatever else might strike your fancy. You can also submit any comment, question, or podcast idea by visiting churchmag forward slash riddle and me this. Until next week.
1: My third grade person wants to just interrupt and say blah <laughs>
3: That was the most random thing I've ever heard. And I love We got company in that room today.
0: Right, we have company in the room. You think we'd be better behaved with the company? In the room.
3: You, you would be wrong, sir. <laughs>
0: Clearly, You'd be I am wrong. wrong. Okay, I, I think this is going to be another instance where we do the podcast, and I go back later and name it.
3: <laughs> it is definitely
0: going to be that. Mm-hmm, yes, mm-hmm, definitely. It's gonna be gonna be the first time that we name it and give it a topic once we're done. The Church Mag Podcast is proudly
3: hosted on buzzsprout.com.
0: Fix it with the pill. No, unfortunately, <laughs> this one you cannot. Dang it.